for a kick-ass show? Oh, yeah. Let's do this, All baby. Right. Do your intro. Do your lovable, lovable, <laughs> lovable intro. I think I just did it. Really? I missed it. Well, let's just get right into it. So All right, bye. All right. You guys ready? We, I'm going to put this down so like we can talk. We yes, really... because we actually have a whole lot of talk about I have a, have a list of things I want to talk about. A whole about. list. Maybe we'll catch some of them. Let's, yeah, let's, let's start off with, obviously, this is Life in Pinstripes. This is episode number 52, and uh, it's one of my favorite Yankee pitchers. Take a wild guess. Who would you... Oh, I don't know. Uh, did he retire recently? He did retire recently. Did he lose a lot of weight recently? <laughs> He's jacked is he, now. Is he jacked up? He's all jacked up. I think, quote me on this, I think he should make a possible comeback. What would be the best way to leave your career than with a World Series title? But right now, obviously, everything is up in the air with all this stuff. We'll get into the MLB ideas of the reopening. But first, there's been a tragic loss in this world. There has been and uh, a very big gap has been left in the world of comedy. And uh, some may know him as Frank Costanza. Some people may know him as Arthur Spooner. But uh, we all know him as the beloved Jerry Stiller. Yes, the father of Ben Stiller. Yeah, he unfortunately bit the dust, left the planet at the age of 92. That's a good That's a good number. That's I, 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 a very respectable you know, time on this uh, earth. When you think of people dying, you figured the range would be either 80 or 90. So 92, <laughs> you could say that he lived a pretty good life. Uh, people don't live that long anymore unless they're on medication. But uh, okay, I'll, I'll take that. And well, he died of natural causes, so that's even better. Hey, you gotta, hey, you know, sometimes you gotta do the natural way. Sometimes you have to prevent all these medication from happening, but also you can't control that. Some things you can, some things you can't. But also, <laughs> yes, Frank Costanza, Seinfeld, one of the best shows of all time. I still quote it to this day. Absolutely. You know, and, and the, the, his iconic stylings of, of mangling the English language and yelling and screaming and berating his son. Serenity is... now! Sorry. Yes. Sorry. <laughs> You're not getting my water pick. <laughs> <laughs> all right, that's yeah. it. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, Continue I, on. I, I guess what really what I loved about about this actor is I felt as though I was home because growing up in a in a household in Brooklyn with two parents that at times would would scream at each other and scream at me it was almost like being at home by watching the show. So you're practically George Costanza, obviously with a full head of hair. Well, we, well, well, as much as we can talk about, but yes. So uh, there was a lot of similarities, and just just to hear the reruns, I feel like it's like taking a trip back into the past. In fact, one year during a Passover Seder, I even I recorded it, and without anyone knowing about it, I wanted to at least document it. I got to find a way to do with it. But anyway, I I wanted to oh, no. capture oh, no. what a real life Seinfeld episode would be at a Passover Seder. So oh, I turned on the, the tape recorder and uh, and they found me out. Everyone said, what are you doing? And then they said, what are you doing? You can't do that. Respect the holiday. <laughs> so, so in actuality, by me taping it, it actually turned into a real episode altogether. So it's just funny stuff. I know, but man, your father was Frank Costanza in a way. He was Frank Costanza and Jackie Gleason all rolled, rolled up into one. It'd be a beautiful, screaming pot of love. If you're not familiar <laughs> with uh, Jackie Gleason, he was the actor from the um, 
Honeymooners? Absolutely. Honeymooners? Yeah, a little before your time, but... Uh, hey, I still remember it. You know what? We gotta give some people ideas of new shows to watch, even if it shows back in the... Uh, those are hard to find, and... Uh, but between that and, and uh, what he brought to the table, not only with Frank Costanza, but his co-host, who played the wife, she... Those two... Oh, my God. <laughs> those two together were just—it was beautiful. That was your mo- that was your mother too, by the way. I can hear her screaming in my head right now. Yes. So it's 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 like so to me, it's like a bit of the family, you know, kind of uh, kind of left this this weekend. So it, we're a little bit of mourning. Yeah. Here. There's a, there's way more than just obviously serenity now. Happy Festivus for the rest of us. Yes. Actually, that that whole episode was based off of a, a writer on the show who's. Father didn't want to celebrate the holidays, so they took that whole scenario and turned it into the Seinfeld show, which was great, which basically was an offshoot holiday where they didn't want to, I guess, the whole thing was not to celebrate Christmas because it was too commercial, which is what it's become. So there was a, obviously there was the feats of strength and all the... uh, the feats of strength, the uh, the disappointments, the dis- everything that's disappointing about, like in the episode where he was talking about how, what a disappointment of a company that he's working at. And of course he had this boss there who just handed him $20,000 for a uh, a fake charity, the human fund. You just can't help but laugh at what it. What about the, the pole? Instead of a Christmas tree, there was a pole with no decorations on it whatsoever. Oh. Love it. Oh man, that's just great. I'm surprised we haven't <laughs> celebrated it one way or another. We'll bring it back. Oh. That's a... But Festivus 2020 starting us. I dig it. I dig it. Yeah, so, there's ob- uh, there's obviously more than that. You remember the episode where he talks about him cooking for Korea and he made everybody sick and he didn't want to do it again. And, and, it, and it kind of alternated. Like, it was like Platoon, but it was Seinfeld story, st- style. Very great stuff. So, I know. Uh, it was just funny. And then, of course, at the ending scene where he... Uh, I think someone was choking on a... Was it on a bone or something like that? And he thought the whole thing was going to happen all over again. So... Uh, um, so, you know, definitely, uh, a comedic voice has been silenced, but he forever will live on in reruns, which okay. is the beauty of television and streaming everything all over the place. I know. Seinfeld. If you haven't watched it, go sit down and put it on. You will not regret it. Especially when I go live in Del Boca Vista. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Surrender me now. By the way, it does not work, by the way. Serenity now, insanity later. <laughs> it just gets bottled up, and then you explode. So, Not that I would know firsthand, or maybe I would, but that's another story entirely. <laughs> I would say a couple of things from the King of Queens, but the King of Queens is just nothing like Seinfeld. Not even on the same level. No, no disrespect, Kevin James. He was the same character, but I just didn't watch it as much, so I really don't have a, a frame of reference. So, uh, what can you do? <laughs> from one icon... To another 90s icon. Where are we going with this? We are going from New York to Chicago to the very last dance. The documentary, once again, still on. Episode 7 and 8 was shown on Sunday. The last couple of episodes on Sunday, but we've learned a lot from that uh, episode 7 and 8, right? I'm going to say that Michael Michael Jordan is the scariest mother in the world. If anything I've learned in this world, there is no one more competitive than that guy. The way that he terrorized everyone, not only on his own team, but everyone on every other team. All you had to do was give him any kind of snide remark or disrespect him or 
show that you thought you were better than him in any way, he would come after you like nothing I've ever seen. Yeah, but the thing is with him, he could be the ultimate trash talker, but he has the stuff to back it up, though. Like, for example, uh, what the, is that guy's name? LeBradford Smith on the Washington Bullets. Not a very well-known player. He scores 35 points. He had one good game. One good game. Beats the Bulls. Literally, as soon as they're about to shake hands, he goes up to Michael Jordan and say, Nice game, Mike. And you're you're like, Oh, crap. Look what he's done. He's unleashed a monster. You guys said, Nice game, pretty boy. Nice game, pretty (laughs) boy. Once again, it's another Seinfeld reference for my favorite episode, The Boyfriend. So, anyway. (laughs) It was a... It was a back-to-back, so they had to go to Washington to face the Bullets. And what does he do? He scores 36 points in the first well, half. Well, he pulled the Babe Ruth, because what he said was, this guy's trash-talking me. He scored, what, how many points? 36 points? He scored 35 points. points. He said, I'm going to score more than that in the first In the first half. half. And he did. He, he, he shoved it right up there. I was laughing. I have to be honest. I was laughing throughout the entire time of him with his trash talking. And obviously when he went to the finals in the 95-96. Greatest team ever, by the way. They went 72-10. and 10. I don't want to hear about the Golden State Warriors going 73-9 and 9 because they did not win a ring. <laughs> what about the whole thing with uh, the playoffs against the Magic? Oh, oh, Horace Grant. Horace Grant. Horace Grant leaves, and then of course the Magic are up, and then I think they end up being the Bulls in the '94, '95 season, which was Michael Jordan's. I think it was his first full season back when he went from 45 to 23. Or... Yeah, he was out. Of, he was out of shape. Yes, he was completely out of shape. So there's a huge difference between being in basketball shape and being in. Uh, actually, I meant to say in baseball shape, shape, shape and baseball shape and, and basketball, basketball shape. shape. Yes. Totally different body parts. Yes. He had to reti- He retired because he couldn't deal with it anymore because of this conspiracy theory that dealt with his horrible father's murder that they thought that his gambling was the reason why he got murdered. No, he just he needed to take a break from the media and everything that was surrounding him. He was getting too much. So. Yeah. yeah, but eventually the media came back to him when he decided to switch to go from the how basketball many, shorts to the, the White Sox. How many people say, hey, you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stop playing basketball professionally. You know what? I'm going to go play baseball now professionally. You don't hear that very often. You hear the two-sport athletes, Deion Sanders, Bo Jackson, Russell Wilson. I know you don't know who that is. but What about um, Tim Tebow? Tim Tebow, <laughs> who I still believe has a shot, but his chances are dwindling a day. Unfortunately, at a time like this, his chances are also not on his favor right mm-hmm. now. Hey, if anyone would say that, hey, Dan is talking about sports in any sort of capacity, uh, they would have lost a bet. So, so if, you, if, you, if, there was a, if there was a bet right now, cough up the money to whoever you bet on. If Michael Jordan said, I, I don't think Dan Devin could ever be on a sports podcast, that he would have lost. And then there would be that, well, that one But then he would come up and obviously kick my ass and do much better the next day. So. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, if anyone said something like that, there'd be the, uh, that fight. You know that meme where... Um, Remember when he was laughing at the iPad when he was talking about Gary Payton? Gary Payton's like, oh, if we did this early, we probably could have stopped that. And he's just sitting down laughing his ass off. That would be that meme for you. No offense, but... Well, well go back to the hardcore thing. Okay, so, sorry. So they got their ass kicked. <laughs> they, they lost. Yes. So he's like, the only thing I need to do in my life right now is beat the hell out of Orlando. Of course. So he calls up his trainer 
and says, you know, I got to get back in shape. So the guy says, oh, when do you want to start? A couple weeks? And what does he say? The next day. The next day. <laughs> the next day. And also, when he was filming um, Space Jam, too, right. he would also go into the um, he would go into the training room to work out while acting in a movie. It's like, come on. I, I think the whole reason he did Space Jam, not only just to make a lot of money, was because he brought all, his, all the best players from the NBA. He would do pickup games. To do pickup games. And this way, he kind of got a line on all their strengths. He took notes, and this way he was able to kick all their asses the next year. Actually turned out to work out in his favor. You also told me something very interesting, I believe it was yesterday, about Dennis Rodman. Oh yeah, that was a pretty good story actually. What's the story well, you want to say? Well, well what happened was, they needed to replace Horace Grant. And the director of the movie said to Michael Jordan, he said, you know, why don't you look at Dennis Rodman? He'd be like a good guy to play in your team. And it never occurred to him. So... From that chance meeting on a movie set, it led to meetings at a pool, probably a pool hall and a strip joint anyway. In any event, Rahman joined the team shortly thereafter, and it just shows the serendipitous relationships of what happens when you put yourself out there. He was able to get um, a first-hand look at Dennis Rodman, and he was a perfect fit for this team, by the way. He brought a, a very aggressive, scary defense that no one will ever, ever forget. Absolutely. They won 72 and 10. No, they, between Pippen, Jordan, and, uh, and Robin, they were like a, like a threat, like a, like a wall of power. The so, wall of power that, any, that no one will ever, ever forget. Obviously. Using the triangle. <laughs> triangle. <laughs> triangle, pretty much, yeah. All right, so what else? So, uh, I, guess, I guess that was the Jordan stories. Do we have more? I got a couple more. Actually, I want to talk about one thing. Scotty Pippen. What about Scotty Pippen? That one moment when he went from hero to zero when he decided to sit his ass on the bench in the final seconds of a playoff game? He regretted that for probably the rest of his career. I know he regrets <laughs> it, but you can't freaking do that in a playoff game no. when it's someone needs to rely on somebody. You can't he, do that. Because he wasn't going to get the shot. No, they so decided said, to give it to Tony Kukic. So he said, yeah, who made it. Who actually made it, <laughs> and of course that just makes it even worse that he, that he made it, but... You can't do things like that. I'm sorry. You cannot do things like that. That is not team. But uh, as uh, what did uh, what did um, Jordan say? There's no I in team, but there's I in win. <laughs> Apparently, uh, Scotty Pippen took in that thing when he was who actually had a very good season in his the post Jordan. Well, the whole thing is you learn. This is what life's all about: is you you make a lot of mistakes, and if you learn from it and don't do it again, then you've and then you've actually learned something. If you keep repeating the same mistake. Then you're an ass. <laughs> he was an ass that time. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's moments like that where it's like, dude, you gotta be. You gotta understand. You gotta be that guy. You gotta understand what will work best. What play is gonna work best. Mm-hmm. I, I'm sorry. You can't just. Sometimes do that. you have to give the ball to someone you wouldn't expect. I know. And if they made the shot and you win, then you walk away happy. Yep. Because when you win, you all win. Well, we approached the end of uh, the last dance. What do you think is gonna wrap up? I'm 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 loving it actually. It's just uh, it's very entertaining. I'm I'm curious to see where it's all gonna go. Obviously, we all know what happens in that 97-98 season. I don't remember. <laughs> we're gonna keep we're gonna keep it that way. <laughs> we're gonna keep it that way then. But those years are a little fuzzy. I, I can't don't remember. <laughs> I can't believe that it's actually coming to an end. I've actually learned more about Michael Jordan both as a player and also as a human being. But obviously, you can't reflect on his flaws because everybody has flaws. 
They do. They do. Yeah. Sometimes it's hard to find, but eventually you get there. The media yeah. takes advantage of it, and they create bullshit stories like the one about the the gambling well the media builds you up just to bring you down so there's always gonna be uh the haters yeah develop thick skin when you're an athlete or an actor actress whoever you want to be create that thick skin the calluses of life yes you know how you were talking about things being unexpected what is going to happen when baseball comes back How's it going to come back? How is it going to come back? They have ideas. They have an 82-game idea going. A universal DH. That means the American League and the National League are going to have DH. Probably just for this year. I can't I can't see the National League taking the DH forever. That's probably just to kind of... This is this Band-Aid season if this happens at all. This is just a gigantic... Cluster but what are they going to do? Are they going to play to empty stands? They are going to do that, obviously. Are they going to play to CGI, CGI fans like the NFL on Fox is thinking about doing? You know how messed up that is? They're also going to play to a clap trap track. Oh, my. So it'll be oh like, yeah. It's, like, it's oh. going to be like Kiss Alive albums where they would kind of take different crowd sounds and... Or they're going to have like little uh, crickets every time someone strikes out. Well, you got that. <laughs> you got that. Two states in the United States have opened uh, for professional sports. That would be Arizona and Florida. Sooner or later, I'm pretty sure the other states are going to follow suit. It's just, there's there's too much questions with this thing. And the worst part of all is that players are refusing to play because of their salary being cut. It's the salary. It's also health. I know. We're going to... You know, I'm all about health over <laughs> health over money every time. I hate to break it to you. You really think a player wants to play worrying that they're going to get some ridiculously scary virus that might kill them? You know, with all the talk of like second waves and all these things, things we're not even through the first wave yet. So We're not even close to it. We're not even in the middle of the first. <laughs> it's just a... Just a we are living in very interesting times, folks. Very interesting. If you... Thought that in the year 2020 there was going to be a pandemic, possibly games playing with no fans. You would have thought I was crazy. Any of this, any of this stuff is crazy. I know. It's just, it's like MLB. It's like, and then I got this notification today. If a player tests positive, the season is going to continue. And that is the part where I'm just like, that is the biggest freaking mistake of your lifetime. I don't know how they're going to schedule this. It's the whole thing is the problem logistically is, a nightmare. It's everything about this is a gigantic nightmare. The fact that they will continue the season—that was the reason why Adam Silver stopped the season. It all it took was one player to test positive, and the season was over. There's extreme pressure on the leagues from probably the government to get things back to normal, and these are big businesses. They're losing billions of dollars, and you know, where, where's the line drawn? You know, is it, is it health, caring about the players, the team, everything versus trying to recoup anything from this season? Exactly. And I love my baseball. Don't get me wrong. I want it back like that. But however, though. Just like that. Yeah, exactly. Like in a snap. <laughs> like in a, I see that. Like if I, was a, if I was a magician or something like that. But anyway, <laughs> I hate to break it to you. Because this, it, it, topics like this always gets me heated because I want it back. 
but players' safety should be the first priority. Because what happens when they get sick? They can't play. And then if there's a gigantic strand of players that get sick, then nobody can play. Think of it that way. It's true. This is, it, it's going into everything. It's it's some it's like cancer. It's it is. putting its little fingers into it's, everything. It's multiplying almost like this. Everybody's dying to get back to whatever normal was, but I think it's it's going too fast. And uh, I understand. Yeah, I totally understand. Can we break things? Let's put things on the lighter side, okay? Sure. Like for example, like, how about that tweet that I showed you with Jose Altuve and sure. Aroldis Chapman? So Jose Altuve was talking about how he doesn't want to take a salary cut to play for a shortened season. But obviously we all know that Altuve is a cheater known to Major League Baseball who ended the Yankee season last year with a potential buzzer on his goddamn jersey. Would that be on the Houston Asterix? The Houston Asterix, you know, the little guy that uh, I'm pretty sure the entire city of New York hates, I'm pretty sure. I'm sure there's a lot of hatred over that. Yes. But then, of course, the funniest thing was a Roldish Chapman commenting on it. It's like, dude, you better be careful when this season is back. I'm going for your head 101 miles per hour. I'm like, dude, that was the funniest thing I've ever he has seen. A, he has a scarecrow, but it's taller than him. I know. <laughs> Yeah, it's like target practice. And of course, you know a Roldis Chapman, he throws 102 miles per hour, so you gotta be careful with that, my man. Don't say any more stupid shit, because... You, you gotta know. watch what you put out in the media, though, because, you know, you can't hit someone on purpose. I hate to break it to you, if I was a pitcher on the Yankees, <laughs> I would hit the out... I would hit the Astros on purpose, I'm sorry. I get it, I get it, but, uh... I think if you go up... Isn't that like some sort of, uh... Fining uh, kind of a fining situation. problem, yes, a pro- potentially a fining problem. That's what happens. I remember a conversation I had earlier that if this season were to happen pre pandemic, obviously, that there was going to be a point where players are going to get fined and then the number of hit by pitchers were going to go down. It's crazy. I the think it's just crazy. Maybe that's also another reason why I want CC Sabathia to come back. How old is CC Sabathia? I think he is in his he late 40? 30s, early 40s. But not to compare him with uh, other pitchers who pitched until they were 45. Mariano Rivera, Greg Maddox, just to name a couple of guys. Satchel Page pitched when he was 60 years old. But you got the thing is, he wouldn't be putting himself. He wouldn't be out a there. Star- He wouldn't be a starter. That I know. No, what I'm saying is, he wants to come back. I think he should. He wouldn't be showing pictures online of him. In such great shape, if he's almost kind of going, I think he wants to make a. He's kind of like he's. uh, He's pulling a Jordan. That's what's going on. I think he wants to come back. Honestly, I really do because I'm pretty sure what he saw last year was definitely not the way he wanted his career to end. Mm -hmm. Imagine just living with that. I think he wants to come back and win a the 28th title in Yankees history. I'm pretty sure if he gets that 28th title, if he comes back. He will definitely be a Hall of Famer, no doubt. So whoever won this year, if it ever happens, would it be considered like a real win-win? Because it's only a half a year. I mean, they st- I mean, winner. I mean, the result will still be the same no matter what. I mean, the nineteen ninety-five, uh, the nineteen ninety-five season. They waited about a month. They still played and still declared a winner. I don't know. It's a huge. I don't know. With when it comes to sports, keep your eyes out because it's very important. Hmm. Interesting stuff. It is interesting. We we look forward to seeing where it all goes. Yeah. 
Some episode we got there, right? It's good stuff. I'm liking it. You know, a little bit of I like a little bit of comedy. Got a little bit of music going on. You got a little bit of sports. It's a whole smorgasbord support- of of entertainment. <laughs> I'm surprised during that time I didn't say serenity now <laughs> when I got my little heated debates. But uh... you were getting a little heated there, my friend. I thought you sold some computers. You were gonna hit the bell. Ding ding. Oh, the light run. Oh. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> you can find us on Instagram at life. Life in Pinstripes, you can find us on Twitter, at Life Pinstripes. You can find us on Facebook for awesome content. For example, live streams. We thank you, the people who are watching. we still got plenty more stuff coming in the upcoming weeks. Stick around for the awesomeness. Any final words you got, young man? Ha! This has been a joy. You know, I'm really enjoying this. Uh, you know, I didn't know I, I had this in me to do any kind of, like, uh, professional podcasting to this degree. And to do it with you. I am, I, there's so much pride and so much love in the room that I'm, I just wanted to thank you for, for the opportunity. Well, you know what? You're the, uh, you're the guy for now. That's right, for now. Well, I, I can be put on waivers in any minute is what you're saying. <laughs> no, I'm not going to put you on waivers. Well, well, actually, if you put on waivers, maybe you should be on, on another podcast. But we're, that's not what we're hoping for, obviously. Right now, I'm here. And I'm, uh, you know, just playing a little music. You know, if, hey, if you want me to learn any new songs, you know, for the intro, you know, send, send that comment section on that bottom right hand corner for any songs, ideas, right? If you want to switch it around. All right. Well, thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Have I'm, a beautiful week. I'm James. I'm Dan. Stay healthy. Stay safe. Stay and strong. <laughs> That's right. Thank you, everybody. Good night. Love you.